Blog Talk Radio. Greetings and welcome to the Jewel Network Science Broadcasting Frequency. The Jewel Network is a radio frequency of continuous streaming science, knowledge, and wisdom which promotes and sustains the activation of the present evolutionary process of immortality and the unfolding of the God Self within the evolving planetary society on planet Earth. The Jewel Network is committed to broadcasting the sciences of life and the sciences of living. By cultivating the mind of a scientist, you are being able to extract the very best the current 21st century has to offer. You are listening to the Dr. Jewel's Brain Balancing Program and more. With your host, physician and surgeon, microbiologist, preventive medicine and hygiene physician, and surgeon general, Dr. Jewel Porter. It's another, as we say in uh, cosmic time, another plasma, another heptad for fabulous, wonderful information. I'm so excited to be here, and today we have a wonderful, wonderful sharing for you. Yeah, we're going to talk about, guess what, self-control, self-control, self-control. So I got some interesting little stories for you about this, etc., but this is what you want to know. This is what? What is self-control? The ability to regulate our impulses and desires. And this is indispensable to a successful life. Most people don't recognize that they get into these problems, all different types, etc., because of the inability to regulate our impulses and desires relative to our purpose and the moment. It also is going to determine how well we can work with others. Now, people who have great self-control over their thoughts and their emotions and their behaviors flourish anywhere they are, their jobs, their schools, their health is incredible, they got more cash, they're popular, they have better relationships, and most of all, they are respected and trusted by others. They're less likely to go astray and their arrest records and addiction issues, all of that is minimized. Their life is just better. And one thing that I'm about, as you know, is that they live longer. So when we're talking about being able to conquer your life, conquer this planet, If you conquer yourself, then you will be the conqueror of the world. How about that? So get your water, get yourself hydrated. Let's talk about this because the way to be able to conquer the world, first of all, conquer yourself. And guess what? You got to have a balanced brain to do it. So I'll be right back after this message from our sponsor. I'll be right back. Yes, I will be right back. Okay. Well, let's move on a little further. You are listening to the Jewel Network Science Radio Broadcasting Frequency. The Jewel Network provides the neuronutrition and stimulates expansion and evolution of the human brain. 
nervous system and body. Remember, our source is a neuron. Okie dokie. So if you're just joining me, wonderful. You haven't missed much at all. Why? Because we're talking about something so necessary, so necessary in all of us to be able to conquer, first of all, ourselves, to be the master over ourselves, our responses to situations, people, places, things, times, and events outside of ourselves. And guess what? All of the places and the things and the times and the events within us, can we control it? And, of course, you know we have to. It's just like learning how to control your bladder, learning how to control your bowel. Yes, we have to be able to control the inner world, too, as well as the outer world. And when we're able to do that, the outer world expresses itself and reflects itself to us very differently. So if we want to just bring it down to, quote, the nitty-gritty, When we talk about self-control, what are we talking about? And we're talking about your ability to change. Changing ourselves is the key to self-mastery. I'll say it again. Changing ourselves is the key to self-mastery and the key to mastering the world. Now, storytelling time. Just little bits and pieces here. I was going through uh, Amazon.com, looking at the books, what they had to say, and they were talking about this one book that was, you know, the bestseller here and all these different things and all of these different testimonies. And the name of the book was Risk, Risking. And they were talking about the ability that those individuals who are willing to just step out regardless of how ridiculous everybody else was saying their ideas were and they were just crazy and, you know, oh, you know, nobody's going to buy that, nobody's going to listen to that, nobody's going to want that. Oh, my God, that's just totally, uh, you know, hard on the eyeball. Who, who, Who would be involved in that? But they were willing to be true to themselves and take the risk. And I tell you the things that most people love, and desire and do all kind of incredible things to acquire is based on the history, the founders, the originators of concepts and ideas and products that were created because they were willing to risk. They were willing to change, to do something different even though they weren't supported by people, places, times, things, and events. Well, I mean, don't look around and like, well, what is she talking about? If you're on your way to your car, that's what I'm talking about, your automobile. A risk, a risk that we had individuals, let's talk about who's been boasted most of all to do this, Henry Ford. This thing is like, no, we can, you know, put a little fire under ourselves, and if we can control it, we can go faster than the horse. We don't have to worry about bowel movements in the street and having to brush it down and get hay and all these other things. He didn't know at that time that whatever you create, you're going to have to nurture it. Whatever you create, you must nurture it if it's going to prosper and flourish. 
Whatever you create, you must nurture it if it's going to prosper and flourish. And so, of course, he didn't know all the different things per se that he was going to have to do once he created the uh, Model T, but he was able to finally figure it out. Okay, now he had some partners. Okay, this is very important to get. He didn't do this all, all by himself. He had partners. And the gentleman who helped him to develop the combustible engine, okay, was the foundation for the model eventually that we knew was the Model T. Check it out. Now, why was it named the Model T? Now, isn't this interesting? Here we go again. Self-control, the capacity to change. Why would anybody just decide that I'm going to name my car, the first car I'm creating, the first anything I'm creating? Why are we going to name it Z or T? Normally, we start at the beginning, right? So it's Model A or it'd be number one. or, And that is because the Model A didn't work. The Model B didn't work. The Model C didn't work as envisioned. And so here comes the self-control. No. Let's do it this way. Self-control. Let's change. Let's do it this way. Self-control. No, no, no. Forget that. Forget this. Let's totally move that out and do this. And so every time they made modifications and revisions, it went into a new model. And it got a new alphabet. And so the Model T was the clincher. It was the key. Now, I want you to hear what I'm telling you because I'm saying that this is a person who started out with the model in their mind. That's where everything starts out. But Model A didn't fit the model in the mind. So he didn't cave in and say, okay, well, I can't do it. He didn't say, okay, well, let's just try to make this the best we can. No, it's like this is what I see. This is what I know can be. And therefore, he was willing to change, 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 change. What does that mean? That, you know, he didn't go kick the dog, okay, and beat the horses that he had to rely on until he perfected the Model T, okay? That's known as self-control, able to handle his responses, able to handle his emotions, his impulses, okay? He got up the next day and continued to work on it. That is perseverance. You have to have self-control to wake up to another day. That may be, again, another failure in your mind relative to what? The vision. But self-control holds the focus. Self-control is perseverance. It's able to go back and let's breathe, look at the focus, and ask ourselves, how can we do this? And again, just like a Rubik's Cube, you know, those cubes now that came out maybe about 15 years ago where you twist it and it's the colors and the numbers and the shapes and can we get it all to same thing, but it happens in our mind and we do it differently with the resources that we are using. But check it out. You are able to change. So we hear it a lot of times, well, I tried, and, you know, it was just too hard, and, you know, I didn't get this, and I didn't get that, and so I just said, you know, all right, I'm just going to go. 
that person was really discussing their resistance to change themselves. They were telling you that they basically did not have the control over their emotions. They didn't have control over their capacity to hold their focus. They were telling you that they were not masters of holding control over their mind. And so therefore, you know, to many people's ears, that sounds wonderful, and we just go along with the flow. And from that point on, you're never content. You're never satisfied. You always have flashbacks of, wow, what it could be. And, oh, my goodness, don't let someone else who was able to think the same thought manifest what you were not willing to control yourself and change to manifest. How do you feel about yourself? Okay, and you have to understand that look at all the different cars that we have now. Started out the Model T, but oh my goodness, I drive up the street, I see all these different cars. What am I looking at? I'm looking at a variation of the original template that a person was able to hold the focus and create the variance. Yes, they were, and so that's why we have the Chevy Chevette versus the Camaro, why we have the Rolls Royce, but they all are still based on the Model T the capacity to have self-control over one's mind, over one's emotions, and how one responds to themselves as well as the outer world. You sit on that. You think on that for a minute. Let our sponsors talk to you for a moment, and we're going to come back and we're going to investigate this even further. Further, self-control, the capacity to change ourselves be right back to you after this message humanity is experiencing a vast variety of disorders hiv zika virus ebola hypertension meningitis std alzheimer's and many others these disorders are the results of not knowing how to live within and navigate the human body most of us have learned how to drive a car but have yet to learn how to care for and navigate our bodies Enroll into the Jewel University of Immortal Sciences for Immortal Living to learn how to navigate and maintain a disease-free body. Visit us at www.juis.education or visit us on Facebook. Yes, please visit us on Facebook. Make sure you go and visit me now on Facebook. But now let's get back to this because this gets deep. This is fabulous, fabulous what we're talking about here because if we will embrace ourselves and give ourselves permission to change, our lives could be everything that we could see for ourselves and more. This is one thing that I love about the universe. And don't forget, join me on Wednesdays here, okay, with Miss Felicia because we run these principles of the universe, how the universe sets everything up for us to win. This is awesome. Yes, your universe sets everything up, stacks the cards for you to win. You just have to know what those principles are and follow them, and you will always get the greater than ever prize. So, 
this inability to first of all control ourselves to recognize this need for self-control is amazing and what we know for sure is that most of us lack this power this queenly kingly power to command others to do our bidding yeah we you know that's one thing we get upset about you know we got people that want to give orders and directions to everybody else want you to do this and you to do that and why won't you do this for me and whatever else etc but that's not the real question the question is can you do it for yourself so what we find then is because we don't give ourselves the test we don't really see if we can change, if we can modify ourselves, that we can change what? Our attitude and our perceptions to hold the focus and manifest it. We move into what? Aggression. We move into greed. We move into sexual impulses that become a necessity because of this lack of self-control, the capacity to change ourselves. Can you imagine because people are rejected? Rejection is a biggie. And their emotional response to rejection, their inability to think beyond what they perceive as a repulsion, a rejection, and transform that in their minds to an opportunity get into a lot of problems. we got a lot of people sitting in the institutions of incarceration, detention, because of this inability to control the self, to control the mind, to control the impulses. We've got many people who get fixed on an idea. They want something. i got to have this. And they say it. I'd die for this. Oh, I would kill for that. I'm like, no, they didn't say that. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. Because the body believes what you say. Your body believes what you say. And so, therefore, the neurons have to translate that into chemistry that programs the body to do exactly what you, as a living energy field of consciousness, the common name for that is the soul, has told it to do. So you can't take these words lightly that you say, et cetera, because the body really believes it. And so does the universe. So you get the opportunity and you create that environment to carry out exactly what you said. This is not a plaything. So you have to be very clear about the fact that, as we know, what do they say? The capacity to control loose lips, just saying things, not really understanding. What does that mean to the brain? What does that mean to the mind? What does that mean to the body? Gets us into a lot of trouble. And we know that. How many times do we see people sitting up in very tumultuous, uh, very uh, captivating conditions, and what do they say? I didn't mean it. I didn't mean that. Well, that's not what I meant. But it's recorded on tape. We got this right in front of all of us on the news now, what you said. Okay? Well, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't know it was going to turn out that way. Oh, really? But we have you recorded. Your body 
executed exactly something that was not in the best interest of everybody involved. And so now all of a sudden your body just runs on automatic that you, the owner of the body, you, the one that basically tells it when to go to the toilet, when to sit down, when to stand up, when to walk, when to go to bed, now all of a sudden it's out of control of the body. Well, we know the answer is, no, you're not out of control. And as they say colloquially, uh, I don't think so. We know that you're in control of the body. Now, you taking responsibility for that is your maturity and a reflection of your self-control, your capacity to change yourself. Now, I'm giving you little pauses here because normally in radio, you know, we don't like dead space. Okay, we call that dead space when there's not something being audiated to you. Okay, but we're changing radio here now. Okay, this is the Science News Network for you, Dr. Jewel's network for you. Remember, Jewel is an acronym for justifiably enchanted with enlightened living. And so we're going to have to change things a little bit for you to understand that your life is incredible. And that you want to be able to justify at all times why enlightenment, having the knowledge, applying the wisdom, is how you want to always interface with your life and everyone else's, justifiably enchanted with enlightened living. And we are responsible here at the Jewel Network to make sure that you have all the information, the research, and the tenets as to why you should be justifiably enchanted with enlightened living. And so, therefore, having a comprehension of some basic mental attributes that will control your emotions, that will then dictate to the brain the chemistry that it should make so that the body knows precisely what you want it to do is critical. And that cascade of events is predicated on what? Your capacity to communicate and control your thinking. Self-control of the mind. Your capacity to ensure that your body is in the most evolved state of growth and development so that the body and the brain being a part of the body, its mainframe computer, can translate precisely from your mind what you are telling your body to execute in this dimension. And the brain translates your thoughts into chemistry. It takes a thought which is not physical and makes it physical in the form of a liquid a protein that is charged. It's given a charge, an electrical charge, and that is sent into the bloodstream and sent through every nerve so that every cell, every tissue, every organ system knows what it is that you want it to execute for you. Now, that is some awesome creation. And when we begin to look at and break down the cascades of 
all the different levels of synergistic interactions for you to be able to just stand up. For me to be able to say this to you is just (laughs) astounding. It's brilliant. It's exquisite. And you are in control of all of this. So can you imagine to give yourself this incredible staff, the foundation, the staff of being able to regulate your thinking, to regulate those thoughts that are going to impress upon the brain, to translate them into chemistry so that the body can execute precisely what you are telling it at your mental level, through your mental body, what you want it to do is awesome. And that staff is what? Self-control. The capacity to give yourself permission to be steadfast and focused. The capacity for you to be able to change on a surface as small as a dime. It's an incredible thing this self-control, and we are seeing so many people suffer from it. Now, what was my little story that I wanted to tell you? Another little story. This is one that's about me. Now, one of the things that I recognized about the public educational system was that it was a program, that it was written out, and the teachers were taught what the program was supposed to be. They were taught the techniques to deliver that program to the children, and the children then were to be buffered and supported to digest, that is to learn that program, and to be able to regurgitate it. Now, this is profound. And any of the children that were not able to process and digest that program, these methods of teaching, the information that they contained, and therefore, whatever the issue was, they couldn't hear, they couldn't see, or in my case, the capacity that the information to me and my brain appeared to be so simple that it was easy to digest. Well, you got anything else? Can we have more? Can you give me? And they would never provide it. So the amount of information, and to my brain, didn't seem to be very complex. It's like, okay, we got that. Okay, next. And there was never next. There was not enough next. And so, of course, I wasn't had anything to focus on. So I was like, oh, talking to the person next to me, across from me. And they were like, no, you have to be quiet and you have to wait until our next lesson. And I would like, okay, you know, I want to be obedient. I want to please the teacher. But I tell you, that mind of my brain of mine, that mind of mine, oh, what they were going a mile a minute. And so, therefore, I was back, okay, guess what? I thought about this to the person next to me or the, across from me or whatever. And they kept telling me, no, you just have to sit and be quiet, et cetera. Now, that kind of impulsiveness, as far as they're concerned, was lack of self-control. And so I was straight A student, straight B student, but I got used in self-control. And I was like, wow, that's really interesting. I remember 
when I graduated from elementary school. I saw all these A's and all these B's, and it was you, 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 at every grade level in self-control. And I was definitely uh, redirected away from the class. Okay, I guess they would consider that, you know, punishment or whatever. And so I was separated from the class during the times that everybody else was laboring over their lesson, quote, their assignment, because I had finished that and went on to a whole different level. And they weren't willing to support this brain and this awareness with just more information because that was not written into the teacher's lesson plan. If the student could process more information, et cetera, they hadn't prepared more information for the students who could process more. They had a standard. That was the standard that they were supposed to meet. And if you excel beyond that or if you couldn't digest what was supposed to be offered, you had to then just wait until more information was offered or either you were taken out of the class and put in a class where the information was perhaps simplified for you, more medial. So I wasn't at that extreme. I was at the other end where it was like I wanted more, 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 and they weren't able to deliver. So for that, I was separated. Now, of course, other people may call that being punished or whatever. I never saw it that way because the brain, based on my mind, was constantly processing and thinking and processing and thinking. So it was just more time for me to look at my thoughts and to process them, et cetera. So I wasn't focused on uh, a loss. I was just into these thoughts, into this thinking. So let me finish the story, though, but my sponsors want to speak to you. We're going to come right back, and we're going to talk about this self-control, this self-regulation of of our minds and our bodies and our emotions and the capacity to change. I'll be right back. Pay attention now. Think about this. I'll be right back. What does the 21st century hold for you? The opportunity to create all you desire in this 21st century is awaiting you in Alaska. Come join Dr. Jewell and the world-famous Stephanie South from the Law of Time in Anchorage in Farbanks, Alaska, September 17th through September 23rd, for a total life-transforming experience other than Northern Lights Aurora's. Visit www.juis.education or call 770-383-2112 for details. Well, thank you for tuning in. And, of course, here I am, Dr. Jewell, and you're listening to our wonderful balancing program. And our subject today is what? Self-control the capacity to change, to change ourselves. So let me pick up with our little story here. I'm going to talk about uh, going to Alaska with me a little later in more detail. But as the story goes now, okay, me, this mind was just going, going, going. The brain is keeping up with me. I'm wanting more and more information. And they're saying, no, you have to be quiet. You have to sit still, et cetera, until we offer the next bundle of information. So, I was resistant to that. So therefore, again, I was separated from the class, you know. At that time, they put you in the coat room or uh, put you on a stool or whatever else, et cetera. And for me, it was like, okay, fine. 
I'll just go within and the brain and my mental uh, capabilities. We went to town just creating all kinds of things. Now, years later, okay, I recognized that people really began to respond differently than me and the things that they spoke about and the things that they thought about. And I was like, wow, that's like really different. It's like you went to public school, I went to public school, but why are we thinking so differently? Why uh, do you have this perception of things? And that is something that I recognize is just an option, but that has nothing to do with what I'm thinking and what I perceive is going to be my reality. And so these uh, lesson plans that had been introduced to us in the public school system were more than just, you know, the communication of information. They were conditioning programs. We were being conditioned to use our brain, to use our mind in a particular way of perception. And I was like, wow. These were programming plans. These people were programmed, conditioned over and over and over again at each level that we would pass on to. It was just a different level, more complex of programming. And I got very little of that because I was off by myself with my own mind, but using my own brain for my reality. And I was like, well, that's why we are so different. Of course, our environment was definitely different with many of the other different school children just because we came from different homes. But the bottom line is, is that they were extremely conditioned to values and belief systems that definitely were not a standard for me. And I was like, wow, I never recognized that being separated from the children and having to wait for these bundles of uh, communications was going to be something that was going to really drastically change the way that I saw the world and the way that I saw other people and the way that I saw myself. So this is why the educational institution has had to change so drastically because there were more children like myself that just were not going to buy into it or that their brain didn't allow them to. And over time, the institution recognized that we've got to change the lesson plans, that the teachers have to be of uh, a different quality and to present information in a different way. And most of all, what was so important here is that the information had to be factual. There was so much information that we were conditioned to, allegedly, that was not true. It was a real program, but not necessarily a factual program that was being indoctrinated upon our little virgin, open minds that wanted to know and that wanted to please, etc. But the methodology as to how they were doling out this, these programs that weren't factual, that weren't really working in our best interest, the brains got smart and said, we're not going to buy this anymore. And so now we have this huge transformation that's happening because we have recognized that there's a part of us intuitively that also knows what is going to work 
best for us and will give us the sense of how we can change ourselves to control what it is that we are thinking and most of all the sense of what we came here to do, the sense of our own purpose, that we're not going to any longer digest values and belief systems that don't allow us to do what? To be ourselves. Now, what I see that's happening here is that this struggle that we're in, and this again goes back with self-control, is that, you know, we think intuitively that we want to be X or Y or Z, and so the environment doesn't support us. But now this discipline again, this self-control, what is the approach that we're going to take to find out further about what is this yearning, what is this urge that we want to be X, Y, and Z, but the environment doesn't support us. And I've noticed that the inability to control ourselves, to build a foundation for what it is that we say we are, for what it is that we say that we're not, is what's missing, and therefore, this capacity to change is very unstructured. So that many of us change, and we change with no foundation, no information, and we get blown out. What do we mean we get blown out? Literally, many of us, and I've looked at the younger generations under me, they're in the morgue. They're in the morgue. Because this searching for self, this sense of, no, I don't want to do that, I want to do that, I don't want to do that. And then they like, okay, well, let's experiment with this over here. Okay, well, what do you know about that over there? Uh, oh, uh, you know, Billy Joe and whatever else. They said, oh, try it. Okay, well, no, let's do this. Well, let's go over here. Well, okay, let's think about that. Okay, okay, it's a risk. But now people who are using the mental body, they're looking at the emotional body. They recognize that the brain is going to have to process this. You want to have some information on board before you just jump up and start doing stuff. I tell each and every one of you who are doing drugs, okay, where is your self-control to get the real deal on the drug that you're taking? Can you imagine people are actually using drugs? The foundation of it is formaldehyde. Let's just basically use self-control and use our minds to to create a foundation that we're going to stand on if we're going to be using drugs. Do the research. What does formaldehyde do? Yeah, go look it up. Okay, glue. A lot of these problems, what do they do? Okay, cocaine, the opioids. Well, what do they do? What part of the brain do they work with? What happens if I heat it up? Okay, what happens if I cook it? What happens if I freeze it? What happens if I eat it, juice it raw? Since you want to have this experience, it's always incredible when you have the experience on knowledge and understanding. And when you basically don't do that, you're out of control. You're not in self-control at all. You're just doing stuff. And look where it takes you. We've got people in prison. For very little, no reason, because they didn't do the research on what they were doing and why. They just were on an impulse. So even if they basically said, okay, well, let me look at what happens to most people that do this. Okay, forget doing the research actually on the drug. Just look at the outcome. Uh, Yeah, 
Doesn't look too great, huh? Mm, interesting. Okay, even to this moment, and I'm looking at my uh, clock tick down before my sponsor says, okay, my turn. Most people don't even know that the PCBs, okay, in marijuana, the cannabinoids and the cannabinols are affected by heat and one will totally regenerate your immune system and the other one has nothing to do with your immune system but basically takes the brain literally on a trip. Yeah, on a trip because of how you apply or do not apply heat to the wonderful plant, marijuana. So everybody's sticking heat to the marijuana. What does it do? You go do the research as opposed to if you didn't heat it and you just ate the leaves as a salad. If you just cold pressed it and drank it, what the results you would get. So it's so funny because for the cancer patient, Marijuana should never be heated. It should be cold-pressed and consumed. Now, check that out. I'll be right back after this word from our sponsors. And my sponsors are saying to you, okay. Humanity is experiencing a vast variety of disorders, HIV, Zika virus, Ebola, hypertension, meningitis, STD, Alzheimer's, and many others. These disorders are the results of not knowing how to live within and navigate the human body. Most of us have learned how to drive a car, but have yet to learn how to care for and navigate our bodies. Enroll into the Jewel University of Immortal Sciences for Immortal Living to learn how to navigate and maintain a disease-free body. Visit us at www.juis.education or visit us on Facebook. Okay. Now that is a very interesting uh, commercial that came up because all of those conditions here that were just listed, the HIV, the Ebola, the Zika virus, the hypertension, can be treated by the marijuana plant but not when it's heated, but not when it is heated. You eat the leaves. You drink the juice. Oh, yeah. It is one of the most extraordinary immune builders known, but it doesn't build immunity when it is heated. It becomes what we call a psychotropic drug when it's heated. It works directly on the brain and the neurons. The neurons have a whole different level of communicating to each other chemically when the cannabinoids are present as opposed to the cannabinoids. Oh, yeah. Now, for those of you who think that you're connoisseurs with the plant marijuana and you didn't know this, why didn't you? Yeah, why didn't you? Because, again, that's part of self-control is to be able to get proper information and complete understanding of what it is that you would do before you would direct the body to take action. Now, there are different circuits of the brain that I'm describing to you. 
and the willingness to do the research and to investigate and to get answers, et cetera, for the potentials of what you may physically elect to want to do is what we call the bird brain. That is your willingness to be an observer, to observe all of the potentials, and then evaluate them and weigh them relative to what it is that you want to experience, relative to what it is that you want to acquire. That is self-control so that now we don't get into the emotions of it yet because we have to have the information to decide if it's something that I actually want to have a sensation over. Because you have to remember, you put that in the body, the body's going to give you the feedback of the effects that it has on the cells. So these sensations that you have from smoking marijuana versus eating it and drinking it as a raw juice is the feedback that the body's giving you on how that is affecting the tissues of the body, affecting the life force of the body. Yeah, how that life force is moving through the arteries and the veins, through the tissues, through the mitochondria, through the microtubial system, through the lymphatic system. Oh, yeah, this is what that sensation is. And so, therefore, if the sensation is such where everything goes to a whole new level, time, as you know it now, uh, doesn't exist, okay, everything slows down, or you become inert, that's the feedback that the body is giving you about this action that you ask it to take. The individuals who like, wow, you know, I was feeling weak and sick and tired, and boy, I, you know, I've been eating my salads with marijuana leaves in them, I've been drinking the juice, and I feel stronger every day. My thoughts, my body, my muscles, no pain, no aches, I'm fully conscious, I want to go out here and do all kinds of stuff. That's a different response because the chemistry was different just because of the application of heat or not. So we have countries here, they have acres and acres, thousands of acres of marijuana that they intentionally grow raw and juice it and eat it. They don't put the fire to it. And they're able to help themselves be able to adjust to very vigorous environments. A vigorous environment to me is not only just based on heat and coal, but also on light exposure. And when we have these environments where light exposure is out of balance, okay, temperature is out of balance, extreme temperature, okay, very long nights, very short days, very long days, very short nights, because time for a physical body is accurately told by light exposure, not by a machine. And so therefore, based on the extremes of an environment, the proper use of the marijuana plant dramatically helps you to make the adjustment. So, of course, here in the Western world, marijuana has been reduced to a natural biological uh, analgesic to relieve pain for people for many reasons, or because they have problems with the nervous system 
you know, glycoma, that kind of thing. So it really is helping with the pressure in their eye. But also, too, just the pain from their uh, dis-ease, which cancer is the inability of the mental and emotional body to support each other. Obviously, the tension between the mental and emotional body because of the cannabinoids is significantly diminished because the consciousness is diverted somewhere else in the mind, in the mental spheres because of the application of this chemistry because it has been heated, the chemical, and it has a different effect on the nervous system than when it's not heated, it becomes a total body regenerator. So what do I want to say here? I do want to say that your esteem, the quality of your life, and your capacity to allow yourself to have control over your own mind, your own emotional body, and your physical body is going to determine the quality of your life intrinsically. What does that mean? From within as well as your entire outer world. So for those individuals who just react to everything, what a life. It's very stressful. And why are you reacting to everything? The lack of self-control over the mind, the mental body, as well as the emotional body. And so, therefore, you are acutely changing all of the time. I see a lot of these reality shows, and every moment there's a whole different expression of themselves and how they're using the physical body. At one point, they're just gorgeous, serene, sedate, and then the next moment they're screaming at the top of their lungs. The next moment they're fighting like an animal. And then the next moment, they're in tears. And I'm like, wow, that must be really stressful for the body because of their inability to have control over their thoughts, control over their emotional responses, and therefore the body is just drugged through the meal of all of these different types of behavior patterns. And many of them have severe consequences they are incarcerated for them. They've lost relationships. They've compounded and made their life miserable. Their children are up for grabs. And many of them have lost their children because of this inability to control themselves. So what's one of the easiest ways to control self? Because you know I like to talk about solutions. Get more brain tissue. Balance the brain. In the process of getting more brain tissue, you at least have to be able to sit in a chair and focus your awareness for 15 minutes a day. If you can focus for just 15 minutes, hold your thinking, your thoughts. Don't go into the emotional body and the sensations you're feeling. For just 15 minutes a day, you will grow an entire brain, and that 15 minutes will try. 